listening to the news of Sean Payton's hiring and looking ahead to Billy and Casey. Safeway presents Stokely and Zach. Now, you just heard the big voice guy say, we're looking ahead to Philly and KC. Today, we are going to introduce two new segments to the show, specific to Super Bowl week, that I'm really excited about, that I was grinning ear to ear at my kitchen table last night, and my wife walks by, and she's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I am just writing trivia for Stokely, and I just cannot wait oh. to get to this stuff. And I'm not a good trivia guy. You don't sandbag. Yes, you are. You you keep you've told me that over the years, and you are you are very good. And this oh, it's not going to be designed for you to get every question right, but it's to engage okay. you and our audience. And I think we'll have a lot of fun with it. And looking forward to it. Yeah, it's, it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. All right. We also have a prop segment. Prop. Which oh. I cannot wait for. I love that. And we're going to do each of these for the next four days and get our Super Bowl fix in, um, leading you up to to Sunday. Okay. Is this a one-year trial run in Denver with two important principles within the Broncos? Everyone's done a trial run. Remember uh, AOL used to send, like, the disc to your house? Like, hey, 40 40 free hours of America Online. Yes. Yes, I do. Um, My latest trial was, hey, try 33 days with uh, Fubo TV. We get the nuggets, the abs, and stream it to my computer. Put it up on your smart TV or whatever. After the 30 days, said, I really like this. I'm going to keep going down the road. With the, right. the trial's over, I'm going to continue to go down the road. What was I the think, last trial you uh, you did? I don't like to do trials. You don't like to do trials? No. Either I'm all in or I'm out. Um, because then I always forget to cancel. Mm-hmm. And so you're yeah, just so I already know the deal. It's like. What are you currently paying for that you don't use? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I don't even know what the kids uh, have. Oh, I don't no. Even, yeah. Yeah, I just don't even Streaming know. services over, under, right. four and a half. Yeah, definitely over. Just definitely. hammer that over. Definitely <laughs> over. It's, it is. It's bad. It's with the Hulu and the Netflix and the YouTube and the Disney Plus and the ESPN Plus. HBO? The, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> the last time I watched HBO, I don't know. But, yes, you know, when there is a show on HBO that we, we, we do watch every now and then. Um, yeah, so it's, it's yeah. It's out of control. Out of control, yes. Okay. I think here, though, you're talking about Russell Wilson. Yes. Okay. And also the guy that brought him here and George Payton, you know, who's new um, with Sean Payton. Sean Payton, obviously, is like the, the head of the football side now. And, you know, you got a general manager there that's on a trial run with him and see if they can coexist because, you know, Sean's not going anywhere after a year. And if they don't work well together, then George's one-year trial subscription and will be over. And Russell Wilson, hey, you got one year with Sean Payton. If Sean doesn't like you and doesn't feel that that, that – Three hundred and sixty-five-ish days. Okay, depends on how that goes. Yeah, and if it doesn't go well, Sean wants to cancel. He'll cancel and 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 be done with it. So, I think those are the the, the two that I I could think of. Um, and this will be an interesting year for you're talking about 
the two figureheads of last year too. I mean, you you right. you, you rewind right. a year ago. Wow, you're right. I mean, they're they're the face of the organization. George Payton is running everything on the football side of things. Everything. I mean, he has complete power and control. And you get Russell Wilson, who's now the face of the organization. And one of the biggest trades in NFL history, then one of the biggest contracts in NFL history. And then, you know, you fast forward to a year, now they're on a trial run. Isn't that something? You're spot on, though, year over year. They weren't just the face of things. They were the darlings. The darlings of why this organization was not just trending upward. It's like, we're getting strapped to a rocket like Woody in Toy Story 1. Toy just Story 1? Just, just, just going to get wow. sent what to What was that, Toy Story 1? 1996. Wow. Can you believe that? Wow. 96. That thing holds up so well. My son yeah. watched this. Like, how this was made during uh, Clinton was the president? Like, what? How does this hold up so well? So, that's where we thought this thing was going. Just sky, just rocket. Hmm. Rocket booster. Yeah. It's like one of those failed, you see like the videos on 4th of July that like light the fireworks. You're like, ah, run! Just the, fire, the fireworks are spraying off and now they're lighting the other fireworks off and now the garage is oh. on fire. Ooh. Yeah, not yet. That's what it turned into. Yeah. Does George Payton have one off-season cycle to significantly improve the Broncos roster through free agency and the draft and that's your test and you need to pass it? Yeah, that's a big part of it, obviously. That's not the only part of it. You know, it's it's how Sean Payton views you and feels about you moving forward. I mean, that's that's the that means everything. Just from a relationship human standpoint? Yeah, all of those things. Uh but certainly I think a big part of it for Sean Payton is, you know, are you delivering the goods? I mean, Sean Payton, you know, like you or not like you, if you have a bad off season for him, it's probably gonna be it. Yeah, he, he needs to deliver the goods this offseason when it comes to those things. When when you look at George Payton and the draft, free agency, the moves that you make with your own roster, keeping guys, cutting guys, all those types of things, uh, you gotta be you gotta be much better and you gotta show Sean Payton you, you know what you're doing. This is Sean Payton yesterday talking about the relationship between head coach and general manager. So George and I first had a chance to meet then in LA. Uh, for the last three days, probably worn a track out back and forth to each other's offices, and I feel the same way. Um, I feel like I've got good instincts, and uh, and I feel like there's a demeanor with him that reminds me of Mickey in a good way. Look, I've always respected the teams he's been a part of. I mean, Mike Zimmer and I, who was the head coach of Minnesota and spent a lot of time uh, with George, Zimmer and I were were under Parcells at Dallas, so that they're... It's a small industry, but particularly in our case, yeah, and I think we hit it off kind of right away. That's got to be George Payton's favorite soundbite from yesterday. Yeah. Um, you know, it's just the start of it. We'll see how it plays out. You got to deliver. I mean, that's the bottom line for George Payton. He's got to do better this offseason. Last offseason was a just a, just a wow. I mean... Not only the Russ, but the Randy Gregory and the uh, bringing back Melvin Gordon and, you know, the hiring of Nathaniel Hackett. Yeah. You know, like spearheading that thing and grease fire. Um, it just was a wow. One of the worst off seasons ever for a general manager. It just it just was. And, 
you you got to do much better. You got you got to be you got to and, and then you look at the draft. You know, your first pick is Nick Benito. Non-factor. How do you feel about him heading into this year? Are you optimistic about Nick Benito making plays for I the Broncos this year? Absolutely zero substance to draw from from Nick Benito outside of the last play of the final preseason game against Dallas, which doesn't count for much of anything. No, it doesn't. So I mean, there's there's not much to point to last year to to give you hope and optimism that George Payton, you know, has got this thing figured out. But he's he's got to. I mean, you, you got to do a much better job, um, or this will be you know it for you and Sean Payton. I just don't see how you have to deliver. Uh, and I think Greg Penner might even get involved. You know, I mean, obviously it's his call ultimately, uh, and I'm sure he'll lean on Sean Payton. But you know, Greg, if it doesn't go better, I mean, you're spending Greg's money here, right? Right. You're with, with these moves, and you don't have like ton of draft capital there's not like you don't have a ton of picks to just be making bad picks you know just like last year you gave up your first round pick okay Nick Benito in the second round that's your first pick you go Nick Benito and hopefully he turns out to make a and and takes a big step forward but very underwhelming first year very very I mean there was opportunities to play yeah Randy Gregory gets hurt like first second game of the year and we don't see him much at all Bradley Chubb gets traded. I mean, there's spots. Baron Browning was hurt. I mean, there's there, there was opportunity to get in there and make your presence felt. Young player, we'll see how it plays out. But it's we not should an remember. Indictment. No, it's, but, we but, should remember a yes. play. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, so it's, I, I think, from Greg Penner's perspective, you know, not just Sean Payton's. I think, hey, they'll both see this thing the same. Like it's got to be. Much better all the way around. I mean, so the more we talk about it, the more depressing it is of how bad of a 2022 year George Payton had. It can't be worse. Like, not top 10. No. All over the place. No. He's got them all. Yes. Yes. And you you said this about a month ago. You said, find me another offseason for any general manager in sports that was worse than George Payton's offseason. The mega trade, one of the largest trades in NFL history. The doubling down with the new contract when there was two years left on it. The hiring of Nathaniel Hackett, who got uh, fired uh, the fifth quickest of any coach in NFL history. Uh, The embarrassment that the operation was from every different direction. Bringing back uh, an ingrate like Melvin Gordon um, with... And obviously, you know, the more we learn about the Melvin stuff, the parameters that we hoped that were in place with bringing Melvin back weren't actually in place. Um, And you're talking about... I need you here for the off season. Yes, you are gonna. You are coming in here to you know back up Javante Williams. You know to be a good backup. And, yes, um, you will see a lot of playing time, but you will be. You will. You're coming in to back up. We knew that. It's like this was a Javante Williams show. Those conversations never happened. No, and you still signed this guy, and it turned out to be an epic disaster. You referenced it, but your biggest free agent move of the off season was bringing in Randy Gregory. As the ink is drying, you're wishing it was invisible ink because you find out he needs surgery where he misses the entire offseason, comes back and immediately gets hurt, uh, which is the profile of his career. It's the lowest hanging fruit criticism that there probably is with George Payton because the other stuff you could say you, didn't, you couldn't foresee. We are all excited about Russ. So you maybe couldn't have foreseen that, but with Randy Gregory, 
this is the exact sample of what we just lived this past year is what his career has been. Um, and, and with the Melvin stuff, too, I'd put it in the same category, to be honest, of just stuff that you... Oh, yeah. We're all at the station. Right. Like, this is going to be a disaster. Like, you guys see this coming, right? And us, it, too. Yes. Yes. Us, yes. too, saw yes. it coming. Um, you figure those close to the situation should have known much better. So, yeah, I mean, there's nothing. Let, well, let's just face this. There's nothing that George Payton can do this offseason that can make last offseason go away. You can just try to mitigate the damage to such a degree where it's like, you want to know what? You are seeing real signs of, like, this guy really does know what he's doing. His moves have made an impact on the football team, free agency, the draft. But the part of it is stoked, and we know this, like, the – the weaponry that you would need to like get this thing back is not nece- it's not right in your hand like you don't have your first round pick you don't have a, a second round pick so it's it's going to be trickier so his feet are to the fire and you need to find a way to get this thing um in better shape yeah and and that's fine that's just the way it is that's that's your doing George Payton um now dig yourself out of this hole can you do it or can you not do it like, it's not easy it's not ideal but you know what you're lucky to be back for a year, you know, for this year. Very lucky. Right? After what happened last year. And now, hey, be creative. Figure things out. It's not perfect. You know, having our first picks or two third-round picks, late 60s. Okay. All right. Make it happen. See what you can do. Find some diamonds in the rough. I, I see those guys all the time. People find these great third-rounders all over the place that come in and contribute and, and, and help you out. Find diamonds in the rough and free agency. Right there, there. So uh, that's just what you got to do now. And, and not a perfect situation, but, hey, you're lucky that you have the opportunity to do it. Yep. And now let's see if you can do it. And if you do, then, hey, you know what? You get to stay around. If you don't, then it's it's time to, to, to turn the page and, and, and move on. Because this has gone on long enough now. This is, what, year three for George Payton? Correct. Year three. And um, year two was really, really bad. And now let's see if you can um, figure things out and get this thing back on track and make some nice moves in free agency, make some nice moves in the draft, and bail yourself out a little bit. That's all, that's all you have to do. That's what you have to do to keep your job. I think that's more than fair as we're looking up here um, on ESPN, Sean. To, to kind of put a bow tie on this uh, George Payton conversation, is it's, um, it's more than fair. It's more just like uh, the ownership group Greg Penner was with uh, Nathaniel Hackett. More than fair. They gave him huh, extra time. Like, hey, you know, you, you, get, you get 50 minutes to take your test. They, 50 and we weren't done and teachers like, okay, well, I'll extend it another 20 minutes. He got extra time. He did. Um, and, and then they finally had to let him go. Same thing with George Payton. He, he, he's in overtime here. He really is. He really is. And when we talk about the picks that he does have, as opposed to the ones that he doesn't, we know he doesn't have the top-tier blue-chip picks. But he does have two top-75 picks. Right. These are early third-round picks. I think pick number 67, 68. Yeah, right around there, yep. And we're not telling you to go draft a Hall of Famer, but we talked a little bit about this last week. Joe Montana, Brian Westbrook, Steve Smith, the receiver, Jason Witten, Travis Kelsey, Marshall Yonda, Frank Gore, Heinz Ward, Rondé Barber, John Lynch, Terrell Owens. They're all picked in the third round. There's real talent there. Absolutely. Go find it. Yep. And, you know, hey, 
anyone can, you know, make a layup. Anyone can, you know, uh, get it right on a top ten pick, top five pick, right? The good ones find the diamonds in the rough in the third round, the fourth round, the fifth round, and find guys that contribute, find guys that have roles, find guys that help you win football games. That's what the good general managers do. You you know, everyone said, George, it's going to be a great general manager. Hey, the great ones, they find the players later in the draft. You look at the Steelers, and it seems like every year mm. they have these wide receivers that were picked in the fourth, fifth, third round that end up being these great wide receivers. So they're out there. The great general managers find them in later rounds, and that's what just what George Payton has to do. I mean, is that asking too much? No. No. It's not. No. It's not. Especially after last year. Right. Like, you're on probation. Now, deliver the goods, and you can stay. Got that ankle bracelet on. Yep. And we'll cut it off. Yep. But you know what? If you don't deliver the goods, you're, 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 it's just time to go. I mean, it's, I think that's way, way fair. I, I'm kind of surprised that he still has the position that he has. Now he's got a chance to prove that he deserves another year. I think that's where we stand. I think it's more than fair from this ownership group and from everyone here. And he's lucky to to have that opportunity, bounce back opportunity. Well, we know that George Payton and Sean Payton are going to be working together. Uh, this is Sean Payton yesterday talking about a myth out there. I think there's this myth that I'm this like tyrant that has to come into the building and control everything. And I'm like, where are you guys getting all this stuff from? I might be a tyrant once in a while, though, but not a lot. Anyway, I, I, I really enjoy his company, and, and I, think, uh, I think it works extremely well so far. He, enjoy, he enjoys George Payton's company, works well so far. He said from a disposition standpoint, he actually reminds him of Mickey Loomis. We'll see. We'll yeah. see, but he's on the clock. There yep. is a definitive clock that's running, and it's one off season. So that's it, right. And it's going to be here before you know it. Like, Free agency is going to open up in about a month. Wow. I mean, mid-March, like, we get off and running here. We're, the first week of February is about to be in the books in about, you know, 12 hours. So, yeah, it's uh, it's 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 going to be here. And, you know, I'm sure they're spending a lot of time, like they said, you know, going back and forth to each other's office and um, trying to figure things out and uh, what style of football Sean Payton um, wants to play and what type of player he likes and, and all of those things. So it's um, – it's now or never. It's now or never. It is, and so man. it's 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 you know, I'm I'm hey. I'm I'm happy that he gets a chance to redeem himself. Now go do it. So it's a uh, it's another fun off season here in Broncos land with um change, you know, change, change. Change and now we got a general manager that was here before the you know, um head coach got here, so they're not in sync yet and but hopefully they get in sync and 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 get this thing you know, moving moving in in the right direction, uh, but not not ideal, not ideal. The this, this situation and how it unfolded, but they decided to keep George Payton, and now you you got a coach that hopefully they mesh well together and work well together. That's the hope, but we're fixing to find out. Um, change isn't always good uh, for the sake of changing, but we're hoping this time around it's for the best. Who sang that song, Change Will Do You Good? Um, 
You too. <laughs> no. Oh. It's a female artist. Oh. <laughs> Cheryl Crow. Oh. Um, how, about, how would I know it's a female artist? You, you, you hear the song in your head a little bit? No. No, I did, I, no, I did not at all. Uh, how about this? A record 50 million adults in the United States, roughly 20% of the population are expected to do what this weekend? Mm, watch the Super Bowl? You're close. There's going to be a whole lot more watching the Super Bowl than that. But 50 million of those watching the Super Bowl are expected to, on a pizza. Are expected to bet oh. approximately $16 billion. Eesh. According to a survey released today by the American Gambling Association, that number of expected Super Bowl bettors is up 61% from last year. Wow. Holy moly. And it's crazy because I heard this this uh, last 24 hours, and this is coming out of the uh, Superbook in uh, Westgate uh, uh, off the strip in Las Vegas there. It's been around early 90s or whatever. They said, Jay Cornier, who's actually a CSU graduate, said 70% of the handle that they're taking in is on props. Yeah. That's yeah. that's where we're at. Right. It's up even spiked way more than last year. He said the casual average better, the biggest bet will be on the game, but that'll be one bet, and then they'll put five to seven on average props in, whether it's something silly like what the length of the national anthem or the color of the Gatorade or the over under Isaiah Pacheco rushing yards that's that's where we're at think about the evolution of Super Bowl gambling yeah it, that's that's what makes it and I think you you see that a lot now uh, week to week in the NFL yeah just the prop bets are the fun bets yep you know over under on the yards and obviously the Super Bowl has so many more so many when you when it comes to um just all, all the stuff that goes on. I mean, that's that's been a big part of the Super Bowl for a long, long time. And people just love the prop bets. It's it's I you know, for me I I'd rather take a flyer on something like that than than try to pick the game. Picking the games are so hard nowadays and, and so it's 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 like, all right, well, I wanna go with a you know, it's the fun stuff. Um well uh, it I know they have one usually it's called the Fat Man. Touchdown. Yes. So any any offensive yes. or defensive lineman to score, you know, a touchdown. Those are fun uh, stuff like that. Um, it makes it it makes the Super Bowl the Super Bowl. That's a lot, and it's only going to get more and more as more states legalize gambling. Yes, because more states will legalize gambling. The avalanche, it's it's already the ball is rolling down the hill, and it's just you're not going to stop it. So either you join or you watch all these other states just cash in and make uh, money. To your point, Kansas, Ohio. Maryland and Massachusetts have all legalized since just Super Bowl Fifty Six. So, wow. yeah, it's uh, it, it is absolutely wild. And for the first time in the history of Stokely and Zach, almost six years, uh, actually six years this month, a Super Bowl props segment. When's our anniversary? Uh, at the end of this month. Ooh. You should know that, and the fact that you don't know that hurts. The first ever Stokely and Zach Super Bowl prop segment is coming up next. Reacting to the news of Sean Payton's hiring and looking ahead to Philly and KC, Safeway presents Stokely and Zach. You're damn right we're looking ahead to Philly and KC. 
The Super Bowl is just a couple days away. You ever like pinch yourself like, I played in that game. That was me. That was actually me. This current, like me, as I smoke yeah. my cigar and, mm. and drink this Michelob Ultra. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was a long time ago. <laughs> a lot better shape me. Like, I used to be able to run around a little bit. You uh, were a demon. Um, you know, it's, yeah, it's, it's kind of, I don't know, it's kind of crazy. Does it seem like a different lifetime? Yeah, yeah, it does. It does. I don't, you know, I don't know. Like, when, when the bullies for Baltimore come on and, and that stuff comes on, like, I don't, I've never watched any of my old games or I don't, that doesn't do anything for me. Doesn't get me excited. Doesn't, like, you know, it's just kind of like, okay, I did it. If anything, it just, like, it makes you depressed. It makes really? you sad. Yeah, because really? those, like, that's done now. Yeah. Like, you look back and, like, how much fun that was. Yeah. But, like, that's no longer there. So it's kind of like I'd rather not even think about it. I'm just moving forward. Sure. Like, take the rearview mirror off, like sure. Sean Payton said. Sure. Right? Like, sure. That's not going to do anything for me now. Like, yeah, those those times are cool and good. But, like, that was, that was you know, what I did back then and... And now it's like, you think about it, it's like, oh, I, w- I would have done that different. Mm. I wish I would have done that different. Uh, you know, I was in my second year in Baltimore. It's like, God, I wish I was, you know, like, I was just trying to survive. Right. I was in survival mode. Right. But it's like, I wish I would have, you know, known now what I know, what I didn't know yeah. then. Yeah, right. 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 And, and you would do things differently. That's just the way my mind works. But your know, compass so. at that moment was the right one. Yeah. You, you were always doing what you you felt like you had to do in that moment. You can't just apply wisdom from the past. That's why wisdom is wisdom. Yeah. Yeah. You're, I mean, you're right. But that's that's how I view the whole process when looking back. Sure. That's, I don't sure. watch any of my games or watch any of that stuff. I don't. It doesn't. I don't know. But, yeah, Super Bowl, pretty cool. Never thought I would play in it and got a chance to play in it second year, and that was pretty cool. Unbelievable. Yeah. Caught a touchdown and ended Jason Seahorn's career. Uh-huh. Sorry. All right. Let's talk about some props. Extinct. No more. <laughs> the white DB. Yep. <laughs> like, like, I did it. Like the Stegosaurus. Uh-huh. He gone. Yep. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about some props. We're going right. to do this each of the next four days, and today I want to start, like, real simple. Real simple, Okay. Longest touchdown scored over under 39 and a half yards. This includes return yards. Longest touchdown scored over under 39 and a half yards. Okay. Thinking about these football teams. I am going to go over. One of my favorite plays that we'll lay out here today. Dude, there's some freaking explosive players on this team. Yes. Some of the receivers from Philly. What about Miles Sanders? He can't get loose. Isaiah Pacheco, the way he's getting after oh, it. Yes. Over 39 and a half yards longest touchdown. Okay. We both like the over. How about this? Shortest touchdown scored over under one and a half yards. Oh, wow. Uh, this is a good one. You know, you get a pass interference call in the end zone. You get the ball to one. Mm-hmm. Eagles do that little push. Quarterback's like undefeated play, it feels like. I mean, you give them credit for really, you know, innovating that yeah, play yeah. and coming up with it the way yep. that they've done it. Um, and they have some nice wrinkles off of that play also, which I'm sure we'll see in the Super Bowl. Um, Gosh, I'm going to say under. I'm going to say under. I'm going to say there's going to be a one-yard 
uh, touchdown. Um, God, that's a tough one. Like me, money-wise, I'd probably stay away from that one. Yeah. Uh, but I, I would throw a little bit on that over 39 and a half, the first one. What do you think, over or under the one and a half? I'll go over. Okay. I'll go over. Um, I just, I, I, but like you, I love the I love the longest touchdown over 39 and a half yards um, better than any opinion I even have about the shortest touchdown. Um, Mahomes passing yards over under 292 and a half. Under. I'm going under. I, I think... Uh, that high ankle sprain, we'll see what it looks like. Um, I, I think Philly's defense is good, and they can get after you, and they can make life miserable, and they can make you run around and have to um, just feel like you're surviving back there. So I, I go I go under there. I like the under as well. I don't think that Kansas City, they're, they, they get it done um, equally as efficient, but in different ways, you know. It's, it's less of the downfield. Like, you can chop off 70 yards in one play that's yep. just not – currently who they are, and I do think that ankle, like you, is going to be an issue. Um, Jalen Hurts over under passing yards. 238 and a half. I'm going to go under. Under the 238. Um, they don't have to throw for 330. You know, Jalen doesn't have to do that. They got such a great running game, dynamic running game, and um, you saw uh, the way that they whipped up on the 49ers. You know, he threw for under 200 yards, I believe, in that football game. So, I think um, I don't think you'll see a, a high number from Jalen Hurts. I just think he's effective, and um, they use their running game so well that he doesn't need to throw for a bunch of yards. I agree. I think Jalen Hurts and Pat Mahomes both go under their passing prop totals. What I think um, is is really interesting is Jalen Hurts' rushing yards, Okay, which I'm going to be putting out a video later today on social that, that focuses around this. His longest rush, and this is probably my favorite prop so far. I'm just kind of getting into it. Longest rush over under 13 and a half yards. I love the over here. I think this is going to be a kitchen sink game from Nick Sariani and that offense that whatever they got in their bag, they're going to throw it at Kansas City. And he eclipsed this total nine different times on any you know given play during the regular season. Right. And you got to think in the regular season, you're probably getting down a little bit, sliding, not in the Super Bowl. I think he'll go for an extra two or three yards that he probably wouldn't in the month of December or November. I love this prop over. Over Jalen Hurts, 13 and a half. Um, longest rush. Longest rush. I, I like that also. That's that's where I would be uh, leaning uh, also because this guy can get out and, and scoop. And with the RPO stuff and also just when the play breaks down in the passing game. Yep. So I, I like that. I do. How about this one? Total numbers of players, total number of players Uh to have a passing attempt over under two and a half. Let me just (laughs) give you a sentence again. The total number of players to have a passing attempt over under two and a half. So you're betting on will someone not name Hurts or Mahomes throw a pass? That's right. So and that can happen as a backup quarterback comes in, an injury or, or, or something like that, or... You know, obviously, we've seen it. The trick plays, the backwards pass here, and yep. then the throw to the quarterback or throw it here. Uh, I'm going to go over. I'm going to go over. You see, I mean, you, you, you see Kansas City. They are creative and crazy with the things that they do. Um, and then Philly is aggressive and a little bit the, of the same way. And they'll have different plays and things like that, uh, trick plays. In in the um, in the playbook, so I'm going to go uh, over that with someone, and I don't know which team it would be, 
if I had to lean towards one, I would say Kansas City because of all the craziness that they do. Um, and we saw it again last week or two weeks ago, whatever it was. Do you remember the play? Like they had a scripted play where they threw the ball to Kelsey and he, Kelsey was throwing it backwards. Oh, oh yes, he was yes, laterally yes, backwards yes. on a play. It was a really, it was almost a good design of a play. Um, it didn't work out, uh, and I think they called it up again. It's just they do a lot of nuts, crazy, crazy things. Now, so obviously, the, I'm going over there. The odds are adjusted here. It's not 50-50 because it's less likely that this will happen. So if you bet the over, over two and a half players, it's plus 154. So you right. put 100, you'd win 154 plus your, your stake back. I love the over here because of everything you just said and what you didn't say. Mahomes has got an injury. Yeah. Two games back, I just watched, you know, the, the backup play a whole quarter. So, and and Andy Reid sometimes is aggressive with the backup, bizarrely. Like, we've seen him, like, like whoa. They're I, going think I, I think I did talk about the backup. I think I did. Uh, not, not, not extensively, though. Okay. That's kind of how it led the whole thing. I yeah. said, you, you, get back, you, got, you get it two different ways. Was your yeah. backup quarterback could play? You didn't put just, the emphasis on it, though. Okay, not like you. Not so, like, so you could just see a natural play happen where it's like, who's the backup? There's a Chad Henney? Sure. Or whatever. I'm thinking Matt Moore still. But, yeah, I, I, I think it, yeah, it's one of those. But I remember like last year in the playoffs, remember Chad Mahomes had to leave the game and they went for it on fourth down yeah. with the backup, running it, like taking off. So you never know what you're going to get with Andy Reid. Nick Sariani, he's you know he's creative too. So uh, I like the over on that. Mm. Uh, we'll talk like more it. more props tomorrow. In the meantime, the next offensive coordinator for Sean Payton and the Denver Broncos may be coming into focus. That's next. The news of Sean Payton's hiring and looking ahead to Philly and KC. Safeway presents Stokely and Zach. Who will be the next offensive coordinator? For Sean Payton's Broncos. Now, I, I think we'll agree that the emphasis on who the OC is going to be is about maybe half, maybe even a third of who the defensive coordinator is going to be. Right? Yeah. We Sean, got our offensive coordinator. It's Sean Payton. Sean Payton. He's going to call the plays, right? Yeah, I think so. I mean, it seems like he's always called the plays. Um, so I'm expecting him, yes, to call the plays. Okay. So offensive coordinator is really just a title Kind of like um, in, let's say, Green Bay. Sure. Matt LaFleur calls a place, but you give someone else the offensive coordinator title. We saw that here last year with Nathaniel Hackett early in the season. He was head coach, not the offensive coordinator. That was Justin Outen. Right. But Nathaniel Hackett was calling the place. So it doesn't really matter who gets that title. It's just really a title. Okay. Jeff Duncan. Jeff's back. Our guy. Jeff's back. Jeff Duncan. I thought we were done with Jeff. We're, nope. not, we're not done. Anything involving Sean Payton somehow involves Jeff Duncan down there from NOLA.com. Who's going to be the Jeff Duncan of Denver, Colorado? And when you say who's going to be the Jeff Duncan, what, what, what do you... What does that mean to you? Who is? What who, does it mean to you, Zach? That's why I asked the question. I'm the moderator. I control that show now. What do you got? Huh? You uh, tell me. Someone who gets really close to Sean Payton that he trusts 
and could write a book with Sean Payton about the second half of his coaching career here in Denver. There you go. Perfect. Who is that going to be, Zach? So if you had a guess. Cliss. Cliss? Mm-hmm. Because <sighs> you got to be around him a lot. And Cliss works for the team partner, so their proximity is going to be close. By the way, Cliss sat down with Sean Payton already, by the way, in a one-on-one, in a one-on-one sit-down in which Cliss may have, I think, maybe had a bad setup question to lead Sean Payton to believe something that I don't think is actually true. We'll get to that here in a little bit. I Yes, I know what you're saying, and I agree with you uh, there, Cliss. Um <sighs> I think it's Cliss, huh? Could it be Cliss. Who do you think? I'm trying to think who else it could be because you know Cliss is. I, I don't know, Sean. I, that might be too close for Sean. Like mm. you know, like it doesn't have to be the team partner guy, right? Uh, to me, I'm just kind of thinking outside the box. Um, if you want me to go outside the box, what if it's you? What if it is me? You guys do a book could- together. Could already, yeah. Okay. It would have to be just be a picture book, obviously. But <laughs> there's like some pop up pages. Do I have to write? Do I have to write this thing? Can we just record it? We're doing an audio book, baby. Audio book. Yes. Good luck on that. Yeah, I would be the perfect guy. I'd be the perfect guy. Why not? Perfect guy. Why not? Yeah. There we go. Jeff Duncan's reporting that Might Sean... Might already be. No. <laughs> I like, retweeted you. <laughs> Jeff Duncan is reporting that Sean Payton will interview Saints passing game coordinator Ronald Curry for offensive coordinator. Curry joined Payton's staff in New Orleans in 2016 as an, as an offensive assistant. Also worked as the team's wide receivers coach before moving on to work with quarterbacks in 2021. So... That's a name to keep an eye on. Duncan reports that the Broncos have also um, made an offer to Saints assistant to the head coach slash offensive assistant, Kevin Petrie. Wait, who's this guy? Wait, the assistant to the assistant of the a special assistant to the assistant coach? Kevin, what? He's a Saints assistant to the head coach okay. slash offensive assistant. Okay. So he's right. double assistant, to your point. Double assistant. Yes. These titles, man. Assistant to the head coach and offensive assistant. Okay. Kevin Petrie. He's not the assistant head coach. He's just an assistant to the head coach. Bingo. Unbelievable. (laughs) Unbelievable. Wow. Who's your assistant head? No, that's not. I'm not the assistant head coach. I'm assistant to the head coach. Yes. Huh. Yes. That's right. Okay. Um, Josina Anderson of CBS Sports reports that Saints offensive assistant Declan Doyle is up for tight ends coach in Denver as well. So I know a lot of our listeners aren't going to know these names. I don't know these names. Right. But you're seeing Sean Payton reach back into the New Orleans Orleans staff. And who could get an upgrade in title, not make a lateral move, but make a progressive move? And it sounds like, you know, if you're the, um, your, you know, offensive assistant, Declan Doyle, well, you could be the tight ends coach here. And that's, right. a, that's an advancement in your career. Yeah. Uh, Ronald Curry, um, if you know the name, uh, he was, uh, you talk about an athlete, went to North Carolina, played basketball and football. Is that right? North Carolina. Yep. 
I mean, he was just, uh, you know, he was like a, I don't want to say high school legend, but this guy was, you talk about an athlete. Coming out of Virginia? Yeah. Um, you know, Virginia produced some some studs. No doubt. Like Virginia Beach area. Oh, yeah. Uh, with, I think, is that? Allen Iverson. Yeah. 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 Uh, but they, they, they uh, but Ronald Curry was that dude. I mean, North Carolina, two-sport athlete. Uh, yeah. Well, who I, the hell just pressed that uh, button? Oh, uh, uh, chicken fingers over there. Um, but so that's who that is, right? And coached with uh, Sean Payton in, in in New Orleans, and um, obviously, okay, I, I think that's awesome. Okay, don't know what kind of coach he is, uh, but all right. If you play basketball and football at University of North Carolina, it's pretty wild. I believe that that was the case for 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 him. That's yes, pretty stinking wild. I mean, you think about um, Donovan McNabb. Uh, no. At Syracuse? Right. No, I was thinking about at North Carolina, um, the great defensive end. Julius that, Peppers? Yes, yes. Um, that that did a little bit of uh, both there. It's yep. not, not an easy thing to do, obviously. No. No. Who who um, who um am I thinking of? Um, I don't know. A Florida Maybe State, New York Knicks. Um, Charlie Ward. Yes. Right? Was Heisman two, Trophy winner. Heisman Trophy winner in football, but gets drafted to the NBA and has a real career. Unbelievable. It's insane. Right. It's insane. Yeah. That, that really is remarkable. Um, okay, so the 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 Heisman Trophy winner that went on and played in the NBA. Yeah, wow, it's insane. That's insane. It's 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 hard to wrap your head around. Like you yeah. just transferable. Like and they're totally different worlds. I mean, it's not like football and rugby or something like that. It's just it's totally different. Um, okay, so we'll keep an eye on some of these names. Ronald Curry for offensive coordinator. Some of these other lower level assistants from the Saints being promoted. Do you have any news you want to share? Mark Schlereth, O-line coach? Um, well, Mark is not going to be the next offensive line coach uh, for the Broncos. You told us that. you, you were... As I reported last week. Yes. First sources. <laughs> First sources. Uh, no, it was obviously having some fun. And yeah. um, uh, it sounds like uh, they are going with a former former player of, um, of Sean there in New Orleans, Zach, uh, Zach Streif. Hope I'm saying that right. He's expected to get hired as O-line, according to uh, Ian Rappaport of the NFL Network. He spent the last two seasons as an assistant offensive line coach uh, down there with the Saints. He was drafted in the seventh round once upon a time in Sean Payton's first year, 2006. So one of those real building blocks early in Sean's tenure. Uh, He played 158 games for the Saints, started 94 of them. So put together an incredible career, smart guy from Northwestern. Um, So... uh, Yeah, so but you're gonna see, you're gonna see. Just so we're stuck with Mark, (laughs) pretty much. Uh, I thought this was our out. (laughs) Thought we were. I thought Sean was taking him off our hands. We're stuck. Uh, You are going to see. Just a heads up. You're gonna see a lot of first time head coaches again, or not not first time head coaches. You're gonna see a first first time coaches in their respective positions. Much like under Hackett, you're actually gonna see very similar setup. I believe for Sean Payton. So just a heads up. Okay. Um, all right. Yeah, we'll see how it plays out. Uh, j- we have an adult, though, that is the captain of the ship. I think ultimately that's the most important thing. You can have a lot of young other coaches, but our guy that's teaching them and telling them what to do and orchestrating this whole thing is a guy that's uh, been through been through it all, Yep. which is very, very important. You, you know, last year was a disaster. You can't have young coaches with a young head coach that, you know, is trying to learn on the fly also. That just is not a good recipe. Was not. 
All right, really looking forward to this one. Put your thinking cap on. Put your thinking cap on. It's time for a special edition of Fill in the Blank Super Bowl Trivia Edition coming up next.